Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. Today, my guest is Bernadette Logue, and we're going to be talking about peace strategies to support your health. Bernadette Logue, also known as B, is the leader of The Daily Positive, a transformation life coach and the author of three personal growth books, guiding you on how to master your mind to live consciously and soul aligned. I thought it would be really fun to have Bernadette on the podcast. Um, We all need peaceful strategies to really navigate these trying times, and she's a wealth of inspiration that I hope you find helpful today. Welcome, everyone, to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm so excited to meet my new friend, Bernadette Logue, and many of you might know her as the leader of The Daily Positive, a transformational life coach and author of three personal growth books guiding you on how to master your mind to live consciously and soul aligned. I love that soul aligned. Isn't that just so perfect for a time like um, we're in today? And so we're going to be talking about peace strategies to support your health. So what a relevant topic. And I'm again, so excited to get to know you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you very much for the chance to come and chat with you and chat with your audience. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And, you know, I I think as we record this, the beginning of 2021, and there's been so much change in our world and so much uncertainty um, surrounding so many of us. And many of us, probably the furthest feeling that we have right now is this feeling of peace and being grounded and calm and soul aligned and centered. And so maybe just even before we dive into, I want to hear about your story and your journey, of course, I just would love to hear like, what are you experiencing and what is your audience experiencing during this time? Great question. Yeah, so I have people in my community from all over the world, from the States and Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Europe. You have got um, audience in India and Africa and all sorts of places. And people are having really vastly different experiences of the world, depending on where they're from. But one common experience is human beings don't like uncertainty. And uncertainty brings fear. And even though, irrespective of what's going on in the world, life is filled with uncertainty permanently all the time. It's the ever ongoing nature of reality and mother nature and life itself. When there's something going on, like what's happening on the globe at the moment with the pandemic, it rears up a lot of stuff for people. And so Some people who have normally been thinking they've kind of got it all together and are quite um, calm and peaceful have found themselves sort of thrown up in the air. And so I think it's really given people a bit of a, a shock, but I think where people have had some tools already, they've been able to, what I would say, right the ship, put their anchor down and get some stability a lot more quickly. Whereas if Maybe we're in a position where we've never really managed our mindset or our emotions around difficulties. Then something like this is just fuel on an existing fire. Mm. And so it just kind of depends where you're at on your journey from a, when we talk about personal growth, it's just about knowing how to operate this thing called being human. Mm-hmm. Is what I say is like we're on a ride called life. We're having this thing called being human with the physical body, with the mind, emotions, the spirit breathing through us and how do we know how to function this thing (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so the further you go down the path the more tools you get the more you're able to kind of ground yourself and manage that in good times but also in really difficult times like this where there's a lot of uncertainty. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think, you know, this um, experience of being human, right? And living on uh, planet Earth, right? I, I had these moments before the pandemic, especially with the work I do with chronic illness and things. It's like, if we all had it figured out, we probably wouldn't have been, we ha- wouldn't have signed up for this journey, you know, on Earth. And there is this, you know, being comfortable with the imperfect. And it's never going to be at least maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but at least from my perspective right now, this is never going to be this perfect utopia from the external world, but it's like, how do we engage and create more of the work that we can do um, with our inner world to meet whatever storms or, you know, amazing experiences that come our way and how we uh, navigate that and integrate that. I think that's, you know, sometimes maybe we lose sight of that in this, this year and uh, almost year, you know, has really brought this to such an important, to the forefront of everyone. No one can escape, you know, um, this opportunity for growth right now. So Bernadette, tell me about, you know, I know you do this really amazing work, you know, one-on-one, of course, you talk to large audiences as well, but how did you really, how did your journey begin to um, really work um, personal growth clients and with your community? So I was sort of into personal growth quite early on in my late late teens. I started looking into it, but I was kind of interested in it and it's an entertaining kind of thing in my life. And it wasn't till my early 30s that it really kind of hit hit home and I would say hit me around the head a little bit. And what I mean by that is um, that's when I started kind of moving more into uh, transforming my own life and moving into a teaching space. Before that time, before my early 30s, I was what you would call an unpeaceful person, Mm. a highly strung person. I'd had anxiety since I was about four years old. I was carrying multiple ongoing health issues, which I was frustrated with and was like fighting against my body and just going harder and faster, hoping it would fix itself, not realizing that everything about the way that I was showing up in the world was perpetuating that did not like uncertainty, wanted to control everything. Can everything just be perfect, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And the way my journey actually unfolded to get me to where I am now, the teaching I've been doing for about a decade, is that I had several semi sort of crisis in my personal life, which were really upsetting and started having me ask big questions about life. I also had some health challenges and I didn't like my career. And it all culminated in a series of me asking deeper questions and going on a seeking mission to find what is life really about for me. And that was very much a spiritual inquiry and unfolding. And that led me down a path of very much alternative healing, the energy world we live in, the power of our consciousness and the power of taking sovereignty over your inner world experience and that you can create this outer world experience as a result. And I became obsessed with it. (laughs) You know, it was born out of some challenges. There were some things going on with family, there was a, a situation with a loved one who had an incurable health condition and I wasn't having it. I was like, this is unacceptable that the medical system can't come up with answers. And so I, that's why I went down energy healing. It's why I went down that route. And as it turns out, it was just a prompt on my unfolding soul journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Life prompts us. And I got prompted out of my long career and into this coaching field and into this realm which I never I never like when I'm going to be passionate I want to become a coach it just wasn't like that it was like this it kind of chose me I don't know if you feel that about yeah but I believe our sole purpose and passion we don't choose it it chooses us and good luck ignoring it (laughs) 
that North node, right. You know, that we signed up for, right. You know, so no, I, I, I completely agree. No, thank you for sharing that story. And I, people who are listening may be struggling um, with a chronic illness or a loved one and, you know, maybe need some uh, nuggets of hope, you know, to keep propelling them on their journey. So is there anything, um, I know there were so many probably experiences, but just anything that stands out that really created a big shift within your own body and spirit, like any practices or practitioners or any significant moments um, along the way? Yes, there were many. I mean, I dove really deeply into spirituality and I and I spent, I would say, a good nine years deeply exploring all things spiritual from astrology to numerology to, you know, Akashic records and soul history and just anything and everything you can imagine, as well as peak performance and personal growth and all the modern psychology and energy techniques. But I think one of the things that I learned that really made a dramatic difference for me, and it was a slow burn over time for me to realize this, was we come here for a journey and we come with all the journey included, four big things included, learning, we're here to learn, we're here to heal, we're here to grow and we're here to contribute. Mm-hmm. And I just ran my, I do this annual workshop and we talk about soul plan and purpose and we come for these four things. And I started to say, oh, not everything that's seemingly going wrong in your life is it's not that it's not wrong. Of course, from our human selves, we want to say it's wrong. We mm. don't want it and it shouldn't be this way. When I looked at people I loved that were going through challenges, I looked at challenges in my own life, I started to look at them differently. And mm. I started to ask different questions. What is the opportunity for me in this? What is this calling me into? What is this asking me to be? Who is this asking me to be? What is it asking me to look into? What is it asking me to practice? And through adversity that I've observed for clients, other people, Anyone and everyone where I look at it, I'm like, look at what this has brought you to in your life. Not the pain and the suffering, which we do not come for pain and suffering, but look at the triumph and the power of your spirit and the contribution you make and who you're being in the world as a result of having all your hot buttons pushed, all the triggers, all the challenges that we go through. And I think being able to see that like mapped out in people's numerology and astrology, what we've come for, mine, soul history, and seeing it all start to thread together. I started to release my anger and frustration and resistance, you know, losing loved ones far too young Mm. and getting really angry about that and about life and started to loosen my grip on, I've got to stop fighting against this and I've got to start looking at this from a different angle. I'm willing to see this differently. And when I was able to kind of release that a little bit and start to inquire from a different angle... It started to open up a whole new world. But the thing is, is if you are in deep fear, deep stress, deep anxiety, good luck with having that conversation because your brain and body are on fire mm-hmm. for danger. And your body to do that is beautiful because you want to be kept safe, right? And it's this function. And I know I'm just like preaching to all the converted in your audience because you all are about the nervous system and the amygdala gland and all the things that go on in the body. But We have to learn to calm ourselves at multiple levels and create, if we can even just create, I love Dr. Kim Duramo's work. Mm. And she's like, if we just soften 2%, if we can just, if we can just create a little more inner peace, just a little more peace, just off the edge a little bit in our physical body and our mindset and our emotional system, all of a sudden there's just a little gap. I don't Mm. know what the saying is, if it's roomy or someone else, but the, the tiny little gap to let the light in and, when you do that, there's just a possibility to sense something else, mm-hmm. a little gap where you might not be so reactive or so triggered or 
so caught in that it shouldn't be this way that you create like an alleviation and room for something else to become possible. So if it's helpful, I can share like just a couple of ways that, you know, if someone comes to me, I'm like, these are more like my (laughs) no-brainers. Please, everyone wants to hear that. I love it. Um, And for those that are listening that are in physical pain or like long-term health conditions, like I just have so much love for you and respect that you're still on the journey to ask the questions and be open because it is difficult. And if something doesn't land with you, cool, totally understand, but just listen from what might be useful. And also I know that sometimes people have tried certain things and I have clients come to me and they say, whether it's something to do in a relationship or health or money or whatever it is. Oh, I've tried this. I've tried that. This doesn't work. And we just stop for a moment and say, okay, if we're willing to try something on for size and be really, really, really consistent with it, mm-hmm. consistency is key. Um, give it a go because what I find is most people are picking up a personal growth tool or a healing tool and they're picking it up and dropping it picking mm-hmm. up something else and dropping it. And where I see where we get real benefits, and this is even from hand on heart, my personal experience, what I share with you, I do all these things. And I was I was doing it this morning, these four things. And I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm still doing it. Yeah. So if we talk about and a piece strategies to support our well-being in our life generally, I think about it at four levels. And that would be the physical body, the mind, the conscious mind, the emotional system, and then I always factor the spirit or the soul within that as being really core components. For someone who has a tendency towards anxiety and has had it for a long time and I've overcome it, but I have to maintain my physical body in peace or else I can tip into anxiety pretty readily, probably more easily than the average person. I don't know why, (laughs) but this strategy for me, I got taught this by Dr. Libby Weaver many, many years ago when I met her and it really saved my, saved my bacon, (laughs) saved me, saved me and gave me grace is deep diaphragmatic breathing. Free, easy, anywhere, anytime. I have other strategies for calming my physical body, but you can't do all of them when you're standing in the grocery store or you're sitting in a meeting or you're having a conversation with someone and you feel your stress or your fear or your anxiety rise. And with deep diaphragmatic breathing, I do it every single morning as soon as I wake before I've even opened my eyes and before I get out of bed. And I do it every night before I go to sleep. And I believe that that is a very important part of the recipe for me having peace because I'm constantly signaling through this deep diaphragmatic breathing, I'm signaling my body that I am physically safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if I don't do that and I'm just focusing on telling my mind things and managing my feelings and all these other things but my body's like I'm not getting that message (laughs) I can get the memo about that and you're you're going into this fear state so I imagine you know all about the power of that just conscious breathing techniques I mean we do it in yoga we do it in all sorts of ways but it's just so simple right and so effective And it's accessible, right, to everyone. Yes, you have to make the time and the consistent effort, but it's not a device or a tool or a supplement. You know, it's something that we all have access to. And so walk us through, Bernadette, like how long do you do this deep breathing every morning and every evening? If you did it for no more than 20 breaths, Mm -hmm. that would be a big win. If you're not doing it at all, if you're not using your breath at all to signal and calm and ground your body, then 20 conscious breaths a day would be a win. Like I'm about small incremental wins and really simple rituals. I do it probably for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And I like to close my eyes when I do it because then it becomes like a meditation. And now I've got two wins. I meditated and I did deep breathing. (laughs) So um, the most important thing, as you know, is you just have to really, really relax your body and relax your belly and just think about like a baby breathing. A baby is just, its belly is gently rising when it breathes in and it gently falls when it breathes out. And it's really, it's not like pushing the breath down and trying to balloon your belly out. It's just really allowing your breath to go fully deeply into your body. And probably the most important thing I've learned about diaphragmatic breathing is a slightly elongated exhale. So mm-hmm. into three and out to four, or you're into four and out to five, but you're just having a slightly longer exhale. And I just love to count with her. I'm just like breathing in, two, three, and then breathing out, two, three, four. If you do that for two minutes, whoosh, it is like magic and glitter. I love it. (laughs) It immediately changes your state, right? You feel lighter, more relaxed, more receptive, peaceful. More peaceful. And I think what I love about it is is it's sending the signal to the body. I must be safe because I'm sitting here doing deep breathing. So clearly there's no danger. Mm. Two, it brings all your awareness inside your body. It takes you out of your mind and you're focusing your awareness on the breath moving in and out of your body. So now you're no longer thinking about the bill you have to pay or the fight you had with your boss or the pandemic, you're thinking about counting your breathing. Now, because your awareness is in your body, you are actually feeling grounded. There's something energetically about it. I don't know what it is, but it's very powerful for kind of grounding you into your body. Mm. I find scattered energy when I'm dealing with people that are fearful, stressed and anxious, and I know it because I'm prone to that way myself, is that your energy just gets all out there. (laughs) And I think actually, if we could picture that energy we would find it is literally all out there and so so it's like when you breathe in you're imagining all your energy coming into your body and you breathe out uh, you know you're breathing it down in, and then you're breathing it out and it's just kind of creating this beautiful I like to think of myself as like a tree rooted into the earth and I can kind of really feel that breath moving through me that way Mm, yeah no it's such a great tip and again you know for people who are listening it's just start somewhere, right? And just commit to some, you know, ritual or time um, each day, you know, that you can integrate this. And then a lot of the things that help us to feel good and more peaceful, I find that once people start doing them, they naturally have an affinity to do them more because they feel better, right? So it's like the hardest part is getting to step, you know, step one, right? That's the hardest hurdle I find. Um, I'm not sure if you experience that, experience that as well. I think it has to be easy and it has to be integrated. So you don't want to make it another thing on your list. Like who wants that, right? Yeah. Nobody wants a longer to-do list. So don't ever let rituals that support you become like that. If you get smart about it, you can integrate. For example, every time you wash your hair in the shower, deep breathe while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like cleaning the dishes. <laughs> time, deep breathing while you're doing it. Walking to work, deep breathe while you do it. It's just integrate it into something you're already doing and you're just getting a win immediately, really, really easily. So that one to me is just a super essential. And then the uh, the next two kind of go hand in hand in their mind and emotions. And the reason they go hand in hand is, I mean, my business and what I do is called the daily positive, but I am the furthest from someone who is about plastering on positivity. To me, being positive is being empowered and you can't slap positivity into your mind on top of emotions that you haven't acknowledged and addressed. So I'll talk about the two Mm -hmm. and then we'll see how they're linked. If you think about your mind and you use an analogy like a garden, you can't expect flourishing if you've got toxic 
soil. So like, what is, what are we feeding our mind? What is the quality of soil in our mind? What is the quality of conversation we have with ourselves? If we're wanting to heal, how angry are we at our body? How negatively are we talking about ourselves? How much do we hate upon our life or ourselves? Or what is the quality of the conversation we're having? And you don't have to be this, like, I think perfectly. It's just like, forget about it. It's how do I just shift my mindset a little bit so I'm a little bit more empowered, a little bit more loving towards myself and I'm having a little bit more of a hopeful, peaceful, optimistic conversation with myself because this is going all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. And, if, <laughs> and who's doing this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is your subconscious is running it if you're not consciously intervening mm-hmm. and often that will run dialogue that doesn't work for you or someone else is directing it the advertising you're seeing on TV, the news media, people you're listening to all around you. And so I feel like we are, from a conscious awareness point of view, guardians of this. So when I teach people mind mastery, I'm like, you are the caretaker, the nurturer, the loving leader of this thing called your mind. Now, what do you wish to lovingly plant in there? And how are you going to lovingly lead it? When it goes off on a tangent into negativity, don't hate upon it and try and beat it into submission. Just be like, of course, you're feeling that way and thinking that way. But come on over here. (laughs) What's a different way we can look at this? And the easiest way that I've found to help people is just plug and play audios. Just jump on YouTube. I've got bazillions of them. People all over YouTube are using them. Guided visualizations, affirmation audios, super simple and easy, high quality, nutritious messages to be feeding into your mind. They make you feel great about yourself mm-hmm. and make you feel a little bit more hopeful. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really easy way to start to shift the mindset. But hand in hand with emotions is this is that you just cannot get away from the fact that we are highly emotional creatures and emotions are energy inside our body. And if we don't acknowledge and name the emotion and allow it and then process it, it doesn't go anywhere. It gets stuck. Mm -hmm. What happens is we're carrying it and then something happens, it gets triggered. And so you can't think your way out of your emotional state. You can with some things if it's lighter, but if we're carrying around like self-loathing or like deep-seated resentment or, you know, these kind of emotions or unworthiness, if we don't like turn towards them and be like, that's a valid feeling. Mm -hmm. Where did I get that from? Why is it coming up? What's it trying to tell me Mm -hmm. and process it? Then all we're doing is constantly trying to cope. Mm By breathing and changing our mindset and just trying to cope, which is why I think this integrated little equation, this plus this plus this. (laughs) So for emotional healing, there are two things that I adore and I use both of them. And one is EFT, Mm -hmm. so emotional freedom techniques, also known as tapping. And the other is uh, Dr. Bradley Nelson's emotion code, the emotion code and the body code, both of which I am massive raving fan of. Yes, I love that work. You love their work, yes. So um, I love it because it works. Um, I have had profound physical healing shifts from the emotion code and the body code from Dr. Bradley Nelson. Mm. And tapping is just, I'm just obsessed. (laughs) I love it. I get everyone I know (laughs) to do it. So, you know, and then when you've done some tapping or you've done some emotion code, then you're really just nurturing the mind in a new direction with these audios and affirmations rather than thinking that that alone is going to be enough to shift these deeper emotions and energies that we have inside of ourselves 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, great points. And you know, I, a couple just to reiterate, I mean, I, I feel like our bodies, right, are on some level, a barometer, right, of our emotional and mental state, right? And especially when we treat chronic illnesses, right, we really try to hone in on the subconscious programming, right? And so what are we not conscious of? And what has been seated inside of us that needs to be healed or reprogrammed for us to have a different outcome in our life. And so, and, you know, I think we should maybe dive a little bit more into that. And the other thing that you said that I just want to reiterate, I love, I also love um, tapping and then uh, the emotion code and body code. I have a good colleague and friend who treats me, uh, Julie Schiffman, and I just had a session with her yesterday and did the work. And, you know, it just is, it's just amazing how it just hones in on that thing that you need to understand kind of where you are in life and just to help to remove um, blockages from, yeah, some things that, you know, it's not only your own conscious awareness, but, you know, subconscious and then also influences, right? Energetic influences potentially of people in your life or ancestral influences. And um, no, it's a really beautiful way to connect all of that right into one system. Yeah. And uh, so I know of Julie's work. I don't know her personally, but that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Julie, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, no, I, she's so booked out, but I just, she's helped me make some really amazing shifts within my own life. And, you know, the how you know when you work with someone like this, you're like, you think you're coming for something and you kind of tell them, oh, I want to work with this. And like, you don't even say it, but they get to that core issue. Like, and you're like, okay, that's why I came here. That's why I needed to talk to you. And like, you didn't even, you know what I mean? So she's had some moments like that where she's just like, all right, changed, got it, you know, so. And I think there's um, a couple of things like, my for my work, the thing I am absolutely hot, hot, hot on is root cause resolution. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly that. Most of the time, what we think is the issue is is an issue, yeah. but it's not the root of the problem. And so then we're dealing with symptomatic mm-hmm. solutions. And that just gives us temporary relief and then lasting frustration when that thing comes back to boomerang around. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that so many times with like with a couple of health things that I had going on, I'd get wins with this modality and then that modality and then this dietary change and then this approach and then this practitioner. And it would just always just give me temporary relief, but it would never get me down to the root. And I really learned for myself how to dig to my root, um, mm-hmm. like psychologically, emotionally, and to dig with my clients to their root issues. And it's exactly like what you're saying. You think you're coming for this. But lo and behold, if you just scratch the surface with a few really smart questions, yeah. your body and your intuition mm-hmm. and your system are so clever at throwing up what is the next thing if you're still enough and open enough mm-hmm. to let it come up. And I think 2020, the gift of 2020 for me was it really brought me to honour how deeply important the energetic, physical, emotional, kind of somatic thing is when it comes to healing and have and having happiness in our life and that really came for me when I mean I've done a lot of work on myself a lot and I mean from a from a healing perspective and all the naturopathy and lifestyle changes and everything that could possibly change and still I just could not get this last thing and then I went and did a session I interviewed Dr Bradley Nelson and I had done his body code in the week before and the issue just it immediately disappeared And I was like, I could never have found those things if I had not been able to diagnose deep into energetic, ancestral, energy blockages, trapped emotions that I didn't even know were there. Mm -hmm. Super beautiful. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, you know, again, as you just said, just to reiterate, right, it's like, a, in a lot of the work that I do in my office, it's like, of course, there's a physical component, you know, I need to treat their Lyme, get rid of their mercury, get rid of their root canal, you know, all, all the things I do, right. But it's like, when you see the body really shift, right, it's on that level, you know, and I, I would love that to be more of the conversation, especially in my world around the chronic illness paradigm, right? It's like, how do we, you know, just make that in the forefront of the experience rather than, okay, you've done all this, you plateaued, and now let's look there, right? It's like, that should just be, you know, integrated. Um, because I mean, as we both probably aligned, and we started off talking about, it, it's like, we are here for our learning and our growth as um, spiritual beings, right? And so, our body is just this tool to explore all of that so we can get to the root of um, unhealed uh, wounds on those levels. So, And it's carrying us. It's like a vessel. It's a vehicle that's carrying us. It's like magical. Yeah. It's like just blows my mind all the time that you're just a spirit pulled into this body right in front of me. Yeah. And same here. And when you can look at yourself that way and you can look at other people that way, the starting point for a conversation becomes drastically different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of, I'll, I'll talk to the fourth point of the inner yeah. peace. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I was like, I don't think we got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have had multiple conversations with Dr. Kim Drama on her Mind Body TV. And a couple of times we touched on that I had 13 years of occupational overuse syndrome. So it's kind of like RSI repetitive strain. And basically, your my body was locked up, and I had pain. As you know, like they're like, okay, you need to ergonomic your workstation, and you need to work slower, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I spent zillions of dollars over ten years, like osteopaths, cranial osteopathy, acupuncture, physiotherapy, Bowen technique, Bowen price. In the end, I left my career on the spiritual calling, and there's nothing else you can call it other than that, because the signs got so relentless and in my face to go down this path to explore this whole area of healing and coaching. As soon as I did, all of that disappeared. Mm. And the irony is I worked harder. I worked longer hours. I worked more on my computer. I actually sometimes remember myself being more stressed out because I was now running my own business. And I had the worst ergonomic setup. I was traveling the world, working on whatever stations I could, and I never had any pain. Yeah. And I don't and I'm not saying ever that that is the case for other people, but I know intuitively in me mm-hmm. that that shift had to occur for me to be free because it was the next stage I had to go to and my body was just like wrong place, wrong place, wrong place, wrong place. Yes. <laughs> shift, 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 shift. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just and so the fourth kind of inner peace strategy when if I'm looking at people and I'm saying, okay, let's calm the body, let's you know, honor and acknowledge and allow these emotions and then let's gently release them. And then let's also nurture the mind in a direction that's going to support you. But actually now probably it's the last, but it's the first. When we get to that karma state, can we tune in and say, what does my soul want me to know at this moment in time? What is my spiritual soul or sixth sense? What is it asking me to pay attention to? What is out of alignment, if anything? And really tuning into what is a yes and what is a no inside my body? Like, is this relationship? Is this path? Is this job? Is this whatever? Really getting out of this, I should or shouldn't, I can't or can or can't, but what if, all of that. (laughs) And really getting in and feeling that knowing in your body and 
really honoring you you can't get away from it it's who you are the spirit the soul the essence of you is the core of you Mm -hmm. and if it's out of alignment it's going to show up in emotions mind and body Mm -hmm. once you start to cut those things what's left is what wants to come into your life and be expressed and be born through you at this time and that might be the next thing for your career or it might be to have more fun and play with your hobbies or it might be to get out of this toxic environment or it might be to put boundaries up with this person who's not treating you well or whatever it is Um, and that all ties into ironically you coming home to the truth of who you were born as and living from the beliefs that you are good enough and you're worthy and you're deserving and you're complete and which are beliefs that sometimes people don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I have my little morning ritual that I do and I spend some time, not every day, but most days um, checking in. I um, I do a form of muscle testing in my office. So I, I'm comfortable with that modality with my patients. And then, you know, I, I have kind of that, checking in my body of like, what's yes, what's no. And it's kind of a pulling one way or another. And I really, you know, try to sit from that clear space is like, should I move forward with this? Is this person aligned? And, you know, even in when you're asking the question before even you might get the response in your body, you already have, you know, you're just opening the space to connect to your knowingness already that I, I think, um, you know, modern life, right, is geared to distract us from that connection, right? That, you know, we are trying to always look for answers or, you know, look outside of ourselves or never spend the time to be comfortable asking, you know, those questions. So, um, no, I just love that you said that because I, yeah, I, I try to, you know, of course, it's a evolving process within my own or life. But yeah, I, I find a lot of connection and guidance um, from that space. So, so beautiful and so important. I think there is sometimes I find a tendency to not want to be still with yourself. Mm-hmm. To tune into that because when you're still with yourself, you'll see everything. Mm. The answers that maybe you're not ready to hear because it's too confronting to see where you may need to go or what you may need to let go of. And, you know, if people are in that space, that's it's just part of the journey. But that, mm. I, that I think is why a lot of people aren't still because it's not comfortable to be with what you see. But what you see is often the doorway to the greatest evolution of yourself and your life if you're willing to be with it. and mm. One of the biggest best shifts I made in my life in terms of how I operate and approach things is I set a mantra for myself in 2018 and I said I will only do what resonates with people who resonate and if I don't feel resonance it's a no and it, that's my body saying no that's my spirit saying no and I don't know why it's a no but it's a no and that's just it and it's the more I've tuned into that and I do muscle testing too and I can feel it like the body but I can also pendulum test it and I do muscle testing and various things I do like I trained in site K and different things but yeah. you know I would have thought well, who's this quirky weird person like <laughs> that's not how you run your business I'm like oh yes that is how I run my business and I have never been happier <laughs> it's so grounding and calming and just it's just everything to be able to <clears throat> come from that space and zone out all the noise and the logicking of everything and I love my left brain because I'm heavily <laughs> logical and analytical but the journey now I'm in my I'm almost 43 and it's only in the last sort of three years that I've really come much more deeply into integrating those two sides and integrating being functional and practical and logical in this world and bringing forth this deep I'm um, spirit and body and that is going to lead and hello logical mind you're here to do a job and I'll give you your job description <laughs> and you follow the lead rather than charging ahead from that perspective alone 
I just turned 40 and I, um, I am in the same boat of trying to, you know, I'm in this new chapter of my own life and just, yeah, trying to, yeah, I mean, right. What an opportunity, right. The silver lining of 2020 to have this, you know, huge break and pause in life and um, approach it from, yeah, a different energy, right. Uh, I think that's what we're all being called to do. However, the, on the flip side of that, there has never been more, you know, fear and, you know, distraction uh, than ever before, you know, so finding a way through that space. Um, So no, very. I don't know about you, but last year, I noticed that aside from all the fear and stress and concern that was globally happening, I noticed for myself, a lot of people I know, and with clients, that it was bringing up stuff that was perhaps not conscious, that was very personalized and unique and had nothing to do with what was going on. But it was like this, everything coming up. Yeah. I had stuff come up and I was like, I did not even know that that was there. Yes. Yes. I think like everybody, there was like this collective global, of course, experiencing happening, but like nobody could escape kind of in their own microcosm of their own experience. There were so many catalysts and so many things that kind of had to be disrupted, right? And no, I I saw that within my patients, within my own life, you know, within, um, you know, my family. Um, So no, I, I think that we're just in a very intense time, you know, as a you know, collective. Um, again, I'm I'm an optimist, so I see it as a um, an intense time for uh, transformation and changes that so desperately need to happen. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be yeah, just smooth, right? It's just going to take that consistent dedication to uh, the reality we want to create together. Exactly, it can be super unpleasant, and sometimes the most transformative times, unfortunately, are right. Dis- dis- dissolution of the caterpillar inside the cocoon before it births a new phase of its life and I think back to all that purging last year and I think the gift of it I mean I use what I'm talking about now these inner peace strategies these are things I do every day the breathing the mindset nurturing the emotional acknowledgement of what's there a gentle allowing of it and releasing and then tuning into spirit and now I'm at a stage where I'm just obsessed with if I notice, a sh- I call them shadows. If I notice a shadow, like I'm going about my day and it's like, what is this weird feeling I'm having? What is this weird, what is bothering me? Something's bothering me. I'm a little agitated and I'll just be, it's almost like I just kind of turn and look and it's like, oh, I just don't feel right about that that conversation or I just, mm-hmm. I'm just really worried about this thing and I just won't l- allow it to sit there anymore. Yeah. And so I'll immediately use the breathing, mm-hmm. the do some tapping okay, what's a different way of looking at this? How could this be showing up because it's gifting something to me, this horrible thing, <laughs> whatever it is, and then just really tune in for a yes or no. And, and just using these tools is integrated so that you don't carry layers and layers and layers and layers and layers into every new day. Yeah, I think what a great tip. What a good pearl. Yeah, don't, you don't have to wait for your appointment to, you know, get it all cleared. You know, you can just choose in that moment to, to yeah, do that work. I think that's a great great um, pearl for sure. No, this has been such a fun conversation for me and fun, so much fun getting to know you and your work and your perspective. I guess as we start wrapping up, Bernadette, is there anything that you feel like most inspired by now or most passionate about as you kind of, you know, enter this new year and kind of all of the, all of these things people are going through um, as you continue to help people and be a source of guidance and inspiration? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, Well, it's time. That's a great question. And it kind of times in with what I'm doing at the moment. I've just done my soul series and workshop that I do every year 
And so it's really top of my mind, but it is my core message. And it's the message that I've always had on my website about the reason I'm doing this work. And that is we're walking around in life forgetting who we really are. Mm. And we are spirit first. We are souls here on a journey. We are magnificent in every single way, no matter what shows up in your body, no matter what's showing up in your life, no matter what you don't have that you want, no matter what you do have that you don't want, you are 5,000% undoubtedly good enough, complete and not missing a single thing, Mm. worthy and deserving, completely valid and energetically and spiritually supported in ways that would blow your mind if you could perceive it with your senses. That is not the reality that you're seeing when you open your eyes every morning. So it's just so important in whatever way people may be listening, they may be religious, they may be not religious but spiritual, they may be atheist, they may be whatever, to find your way to I am more than this noise in my mind and what I was conditioned to believe growing up and all the challenges I'm facing in my life, which by the way are very real (laughs) that I'm having to deal with, I can instantly now with no work, with no amount of healing for five months or whatever it is, with no amount of work instantly right now claim that I was born as a, when I popped into the world as a baby, there was nothing about that baby not good enough. There was nothing unworthy about it. There was nothing that baby's missing. And that is who I am. I just got bigger. Mm -hmm. And my mind went off in all sorts of directions and life has been challenging in all sorts of ways. But if you can always connect back to like plugging back into that, that's who you are and go look in the mirror and look in your own eyes. (laughs) And I always get people to get a baby photo and look at their baby photo. And I don't know what it is about doing that, but it's just like, yeah, that's a great idea. Instant reconnection. And just don't ever, ever, ever lose sight of that because the conditioning and experiences we go through carry us so far away from that. And I think if you did nothing else and you could just reconnect to that and really sense that, that in itself is so healing on so many levels. What a beautiful message that you have and what beautiful work you're doing. And Bernadette, if people want to find out more about your amazing uh, website and all the courses that you do and all the work that you put out there, um, where can people learn more? You can come to the dailypositive.com. What a great yeah. site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got lots, we've got loads of free resources, yeah. loads of free resources for all areas of life. There's free audio downloads if you want to nurture your mind. There's lots of free resources about emotional healing. There's lots, there's free uh, video series about inner peace, anything and everything that you could imagine. We've got a health and healing uh, audio to help people remember their innate healing capacity in their body and to start to trust their body more. So there's lots of stuff going on there. Um, If you go to thedailypositive.com and there's free resources on the menu. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being part of the podcast and your all the wonderful work you're doing in the world. We can't thank you enough. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here and spend the time with you. Thank you, Christine. Of course. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed my podcast today with Bernadette Logue. And I hope that you found some insights and strategies to get through your day and to remain positive and soul aligned during this time, please check out her website, thedailypositive.com and have a beautiful day.